everybody. Yay! There's so many people here. I love it. We had Sparkle Jesus up from the last show because our host was named Jesus and he's very sparkly. And this is my friend, Sparkle Jesus. Does he make anyone uncomfortable? Is everybody okay with Jesus? Knock, knock. Jesus. I know. Did that guy exist or what? Jesus who? Am I right? <laughs> Jesus who? Uh, no, I used, to, uh, I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. I, I, actually, I actually was a cheerleader for Christ, though. It was a little different. I like this. Give me a K. K. Give me an I. I. Give me an L. L. Give me an L. L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay! Yay! We get 12 mansions in heaven, yeah! The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, uh, which are not sexy, uh, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, not sexy. It's not a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> my my um my ex-father-in-law though, I mean he was he was he was very hot. He looked a lot like Barack Obama. Uh, and you know, you can say anything you want about Barack. You can uh, you can you can blame global warming on him. You can blame porcupines, you know, your smelly dick, whatever you want, but you can't blame him for being sexy. But Rock was a sexy president. No, none of you miss him. No one misses sexy president Barack. Is it okay that I'm objectifying the president? Like, our president now objectifies women. I'm just objectifying the president. There's nothing wrong with that. JFK, also hot president. Any other hot presidents? Like Taft, not so much, big fat guy. That guy. No, I'm a sizist. I'm sorry. I'm not a racist. I'm a sizist. Uh, I'm. I'm really. I miss. I miss Michelle so much more even maybe than Barack. Do you guys miss Michelle Obama? I miss her. I miss her so much. She was so amazing. Like she changed all kinds of amazing things. She was like, she like hated fat kids or whatever and like made school lunches healthy and she was like, work out, it's gonna be great, I got guns. And I miss her, I miss Michelle. She was an amazing, amazing mother. She's a great writer, her book came out, she's incredible. Love her so much. You know who I don't love right now? Melaniani, Elania, Melania. What, does anybody know how to pronounce her name? Mel Melania? Yeah, I wouldn't know how to pronounce her name because she never speaks. Like, what is your name? Say it out loud for me. <laughs> she supposedly speaks like four languages. Talk in any language. Blink twice if you're okay. Show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? Melaniania, third wife, eyes down. Do you understand? The thing that's so crazy is that she should speak because what I've learned about America, and especially our president right now, is that no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. Like, say something, Melania. She's so pretty when she frowns, you know? Like, like it's just she's constantly frowning, and I'm like, wow, you look amazing. But I'm just waiting for her to say something, like as a first lady, like a stance, a something, right? Anything. Because... You know, I figured she'd just plagiarize Michelle, right? And like keep hating fat kids or whatever. But where she would be known 
uh, is as an environmentalist uh, because she's going to be promoting bulimia, right? Because uh, it makes kids four times the consumer. It's really great for America. And, and then she'll teach the kids to vomit into the composting because regurgitate, renew, recycle. That high acidity compost is going to be amazing for the wine vines in Napa. 2019, spectacular vintage, <laughs> new compost. It's going to be great. No, I, uh, Melaniania, she's, I don't even know where she's from. She's from Slovenia, Slovakia. Does anybody know Slovenia or Slovakia? Slovenia. But both those countries border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> Somebody get that girl a piece of patica. <laughs> That's actually the... Slovenian bread, it's like their people's bread. <laughs> it's, it's really good, it's got like walnuts and things inside. It's good, Melania. I'm into equality, you guys like equality now? Are you in for equality? Everybody want equality now? Right now? Here's, I think that it's kind of impossible to think about, but I think we can do it and we need to start at PG-13 movies. Okay, PG-13 movie, if you cover the nipple, you get to see 180% side boob and that is PG-13, you get to see butts too. So what I'm saying is I'd like to see some side scrot for equality, right? Like it's gonna be great for older actors because they can make a comeback because like the length and size of the scrot is so important. Like I feel like Nick Cage, follow me. Uh, we're, it's a Martin Scorsese film. Nick Cage uh, is coming out of an infinity pool. Uh, there's a sunset behind him and um, you know, I, I have to do it beneath my skirt. And his, his, his balls are in the water and his dick is above the stairs and what we get to see is his beautiful stained glassy veiny side scrote <laughs> for equality. Like, right? No, you guys turn into equality? I want to side boob, side scrote. It's equitable to me. That's, I, you know, and that's the thing is like, everyone's like, feminism, feminism, and we should stop objectifying women. I'm like, no, feminism means that we finally get to objectify men. Yeah! Uh, I need some cat calling on the street. <laughs> nice side, show me your side scrote, baby. <laughs> Seems a little different. I live, I live in the Tenderloin, and it's sometimes hard to tell the difference between cat calling and complimenting. So, like, when I walk down the street, a guy, he said to me, girl, You've been living a long time to look 22. That is a compliment. That is a well-formed compliment. Did not feel any problem about that. Uh, another, another guy was walking by and he said, you got a nice fit on today, double entendre. I am fit, I'm wearing an outfit, I liked it. Compliment, not catcalling. Uh, wearing this skirt, walking through the tenderloin, a gentleman said, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, oh now, we've, now we've moved into catcalling. Also, why do you want to smell my panties? It smells like my boyfriend's cum. That's kind of gross. It's like, it's kind of weird. What are, you, what are you doing there, weird guy in the tenderloin? Quality now. Uh, I'm very, I'm very excited. Well, I'm not excited about San Francisco. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems we have here. Does everybody live here in San Francisco? Yes, there's so many problems. Rent is outrageous. The, the, the poop on the streets, there's poop everywhere. Ah! <laughs> I, walk, I walk small children through the tenderloin, and when we see a pile, we play a game called Man or Beast. <laughs> man or Beast, Man or Beast. I learned, I learned from a four-year-old that if it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> like, it's like, 
they understand physics at such such a young age. But we have, you know, we have so many unsolvable problems here in San Francisco. But there is one solvable problem. There is only one in and out in San Francisco. There is one in and out in San Francisco. What the? Is it no one else is enraged by this? And it's at Zavolf for the tourists? Oh, so they can eat the, they can eat the in and out. But no, the locals, we don't get any in and out. Seriously, this is a solvable San Francisco problem. Do we care about the happiness of San Franciscans? Do we care? I say we have 11, how many districts do we have? 9, 11? I have no idea. Ooh, I said 9, 11. Never forget. Uh, but there's, I, however many districts we have, we should have one in and out per district. I say it. I want to run for mayor on this platform alone. More in and outs. <laughs> It's just access to good food. There's a there's a McDonald's that's empty next to the the jail, and I want it to be an in and out so that when people get out of jail, they should get a free coupon for an in and out. Like what better thing when you come out of jail to be like, I get an in and out. Oh, something to look forward to. Anybody been to jail? You guys are all like upstanding individuals. I bet you all shave your armpits. That's good. I found out today that I didn't. I lost my sense of smell recently. It's it's not funny. I lost my sense of smell and taste, and it's weird. One great thing is I haven't smelled a fart in like four months. I have no idea. Like I could use a porta potty with no problem. Like I, like I can't smell anything. So the problem today is that I can't smell myself. <gasps> oh. <laughs> It's not, I mean, but I mean, I, I, yeah, sorry. I can't smell anything. This would be a good time to start eating ass. You know what I mean? Like get it with the kids, these wacky, wacky kids. Yeah, aren't they all doing that now? No, I don't know. We're all, aren't the wacky kids? I, everyone seems to be in the butt. I don't know. Okay. My, I don't want anyone going anywhere near my butthole. It looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. I'm 45. I'm sorry. It's, I'm old. It's bad. I've never had a baby, but I want to use my body in the way God intended. I, not like this way. I want to. I want to lactate. Um, well, no, because I I consume and so much marijuana that if I could milk my titties, I could make breast milk cheese, but it would be th cheese because I have so much weed inside my body that I would make. I would save the vegans. <laughs> Consent-based milk, yo. <laughs> I just, the question is, if I make TH cheese out of my breast milk and I eat it, can I get high off my own supply? <laughs> Have I reached weed singularity? <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the plant. <laughs> <laughs> I love to grow. Uh, did, I, did I do my, I can't remember if I did my knock-knock feminism joke. Did I do that? Good. Knock, knock. <laughs> feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s read books and burned their bras so I can talk about my butthole on stage. So, <laughs> Equality now! Yay. Yay! This is so fun. Thank you all for being here. I'm Pam Benjamin. Clap for me. Yay! I really am so excited that it, I am... I, I am overwhelmed that Lynn Chen has so many friends. Not that, no, no, just not that you particularly, but I don't have any friends. I have like friends, what are, wow, there are, what? I hang out with people at a bar. I like that, so much. Some say raise the bar, some say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Why are you all swiping? Just go to the bar. 
They could smell like me. None of us. Yeah, dirt. I'm a dirt bag. Yay. Uh, we sing a song when we start. And if you know how it goes, sing along with me. And if you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I gotta get a vaporizer, you know? M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! You're here! You're trapped! All right, um, so the way that things usually work comedically is I make the comics sort of mad dog each other to see who's going up when. I feel like we should leave Lynn out of the Mad Dogs. She brought y'all here. Um, and uh, Eric Andre isn't here yet. Or, no, you're here. You're Eric Andre. I have so many people from out of town that it's confusing to me. Uh, there's also, there's a guy, his name is Avery Harmon. That's the other fun name. He's not here yet. And Lynn's here. And I have to look at, I have to look at my list to see what else is going. Do you want it? Do you want to go up first? Are you ready? You wanna, how do you want to work it? You're here. Shall we, how, how can I, how can I help? Are we, are we accessible enough for wheelchairs? I always feel like a dick, like, I feel like I'm not accessible enough as a, as a place. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, no, real answer. No, absolutely not. It's not, it's, it's terrible, it's terrible. I know we have no ramp. We're like, how are we going to work this out? All right. And he's lifted into the heavens. Yay. Hey, put your hands together, everybody. All the way from Boston, Eric Andre. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Pam and I are always on the same page. Uh, my name's Ethan Andre. Um, but we both know that I really, really want to be Eric Andre. So we're all set. Uh, I take I take these two fellas with me everywhere. Um, give them a round of applause. All right, now nah, I mean, uh, come on. All right, chill out. I got, all right, I've just had a weird week, you know. I have. I recently found out I'm not going to heaven. Um, it's not accessible. There's a stairway. It's well documented. So I'm just going to be, you know, looking. But uh, but hell, on the other hand, very inclusive. <laughs> so I'll just be going right down, sizzling with my friend Stephen Hawking, you know. Yeah. I love how people, like, still feel uncomfortable when his name's just announced. Fuck you, Yankees, man. I'm not a friend. I'm from Boston. Didn't Pam say I'm from Boston? <laughs> I can say that. Oh, man. San Fran, wh so who, wh who's hated more, Boston Red Sox or the Yankees? Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Whoa, that was so clear. In unison. Um, thanks for answering, everyone. I, uh... No, I, I am going to hell for other reasons, definitely. Uh, I have road rage, road rage for sure. I guess a Bostonian trait of mine for sure. 
but for me, it's mostly on the sidewalk. My road rage. <laughs> People walking and texting recklessly. It can wait, people. It can wait till you get in your car and start driving like everyone else. <laughs> you know? Other reasons why I'm going to hell. There's a lot. I'm just sifting through all of them right now. Fuck you, Yankees, man. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm an addict. I am an addict. Drugs. Alcohol. Uh, long skirts, you name it. And my family, they're getting really involved. Uh, and, and I guess that they're good family members, but I swear, if my mom comes to me with another pamphlet saying, Ethan, I found another 12-step program right down your street, I'd be like, Mom, you know I can't do the first step. Do you know of a one-ramp program? <laughs> Preferably downhill? <laughs> she doesn't. So I'm, I'm a little, you know, vulnerable in that state, too. Oh, man. Go Red Sox, right? <laughs> Go Red Sox. All right, that's going to die out, but I'm going to keep on doing it. <laughs> Keep on doing it for sure. I uh, I'm also first of all San Fran like SF or San Fran. What is it? The city like that doesn't make sense either to me. Is it the city? Is that a common thing to call it the city? Okay. Um. So anyways, y'all are so fit. You're so fit. It's uh, it's. A weird feeling for me to see how a city does fitness well. You know? It's like y'all are so active. And it's like, oh Boston would be like, oh we have we have snow. <laughs> we can't we can't do it. You know? And it's like, oh no, y'all are so fit. Um I go to the gym every now and then I do. Uh fit people do like me. They do. Uh Meatheads who are fit as well, they would say they fucking love me. They fucking love me. Whenever I go to the gym, they're just like in awe at anything that I do. <laughs> they're like, oh man. Like, so I went uh, two weeks ago. The first thing I hear is like, yo, you bro. You're killing it, man. Oh, man, you're killing it. You're, oh, oh man, you're getting swole. You're such an inspiration. And I'm like, dude, I'm just peeing. <laughs> and we're in the sauna. Like, <laughs> should not be pleased with my behavior. <laughs> my parents, they're like supportive of me pursuing comedy. Isn't that weird? Isn't that like bad parenting? <laughs> You know, it's just so like, oh man, I it's I can't like put my like mind around it. I, I it gives me no, it gives me no material at all. And I swear, if I were to change up trajectory and like really like go into like I don't know any industry, say like the adult film industry, 
My mom would be there on the first day of shooting, being like, Ethan, I brought you some, some sliced apples and a Gatorade. I also have a plan B uh, for your co-star, Mrs. Officer. <laughs> Notice you're not wearing a condom. This is a hypothetical. Just to remind everyone, in this hypothetical situation, though, she'd be talking to the fluffer, being like, you know, oh, what? How long? This is great. I feel so much more comfortable that not many people know what the fluffer is. <laughs> um, yeah, talking to the fluffer, being like, "Oh, how long have you? How long have you been in this job, huh? What do you think of the director? Is he all right? Is he good? It's my boy up there. You know? Yeah, they're too supportive. It's really weird, right? So I've been getting some feedback recently." I've been told uh, that I have to work on my transitions, right? Don't know what that means. Don't know at all. I guess I should use a topic that the audience knows about. That's like the first step. Uh, Y'all know about sports? I know you do, jerk. (laughs) I used to want to be a Red Sox player when I was growing up. Then that faded a bit. And then now I really want to be a Red Sox player. Uh, I think I could do them some good, too. I really do. I love imagining that if I were to go and roll up to the plate, my strike zone would be so small (laughs) that I would walk, like, a lot of times. (laughs) I just love picturing the announcer being, oh, there's Andre, third walk of the day, rolling down to first plate. It's base, right? <laughs> I just, uh, I love the idea of me being in a post-game interview. Being like, hey, Ethan, what, what's your goals, man? What's your goal? Ah, I just want to walk again, you know? <laughs> you know? That's my thing. I don't even need a bat, you know? One day I hope to get a walk-off walk. <laughs> Blow people's minds. Sports, huh? Sports, right? Y'all know basketball? I know basketball. Cool. So basketball, huh? I uh, used to play wheelchair basketball for my school. Um, And I now coach. And the rules are almost the same, right? Same court, same ball, same basket. Same costume that the refs wear, you know, it's all the same. Uh, But I do get irked a little bit. Like, there's some small separation now. There is. Um, For instance, now in the NBA, players can, like, take three, four, five steps before getting called for traveling. In wheelchair basketball, we're still not allowed to take what? (laughs) Sports, huh? Right? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I, I, I like it when they play Michigan Street. <laughs> Doesn't seem fair to me, you know, a whole university versus street, but who knows. It's more sports, huh? Oh, believe it, I got some more sports jokes. 
I got some more sports jokes for sure. Golf's a sport, some people think. I, uh, I used to play with my dad every now and then. He would bring me uh, with his buddies. And I'm, it's so hard. I fucking hate golf. I don't know why people would like it. But his friend, you know, towards the end, I was really doing badly. Like, I was honestly just, like, throwing the ball <laughs> towards the end. One of his friends was like, hey, what's your handicap? And I was like, oh, uh, like, infinite. <laughs> so I ended up winning. So I'm thinking of going pro. I don't think it's my lifestyle, though. You know, we'll see. I'll keep it in the back pocket. Sports, huh? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what I thought. More sports. More and more sports. There's some racial tension in America, huh? Finally. Uh, football season is starting up again real soon, uh, and therefore that whole discussion about the movement that Colin Kaepernick had started, uh, kneeling at the uh, Star Spangled Banner. He got commended for really being like the driver of this car, and I really I think that that should be definitely withstood, and, and I really appreciate what he did, but, but I am a little bothered. So Obama commended him, gave him a call one day for kneeling, and I'm like, Obama, I haven't stood for the Star Spangled Banner in a long time. Where's my call, Barack? Never came. Never came. All right, we didn't like that one. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it is really sad. I do like Cap. He's really he's doing really well though. Very wealthy, and he doesn't get like hit by like three hundred pound. Thank you, three hundred pound lineman. A lot. So I think you know he's winning. Winning is like also a sports term for like doing good. <laughs> sports, huh? All right. I'll leave you with this one. The last sport that I'm aware of. Uh, hockey has a sport. I'm really interested by hockey. I, I think I get this. It's not an American sport. Like the, the, the NHL is a Canadian organization, right? So it's run through Canada. You're welcome for that information. Which is so it's so like cool, but also bizarre, and it started to make sense um, finally when I took a little deeper dive looking into those rules. Uh, when a player is penalized for slashing or tripping or whatever it is, they have to go into a box, you know, that is supervised. Don't worry. For two minutes, or four minutes, or five minutes. But if the opposing team scores while they're in that box, they get released. And that makes so much sense. That's such a Canadian thing to do. Like, oh, Bob, let him go. He's learned his lesson. 
He's he's been punished enough. <laughs> no. Super Canadian. All right. I'm Ethan Andre. Have a good night, y'all. Ethan Andre, everyone. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. Yay. Um, I'm so excited that there are so many people here uh, for all of our funny comics. And clap again for Ethan, all the way from Boston. Yes. Got comics from out of town tonight. Uh, let's uh, we'll have our next comic come up. He is, he's a local guy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ryan Goodcase. Yay. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Uh, a little bit about me. I got a haircut recently. Thank you. Uh, the barber said, what would you like? And I said, for someone to touch me for 15 minutes. That's why I'm here. I'm very lonely. Fuck you, Yankees guy. Uh, I don't even like sports. I just, I felt really empowered by him. That was, that was awesome. Um, this is good. I like the I like the way you're holding on to your backpack. That's very protective. What's in there that's so goddamn valuable? Nothing. That's what you would say if there's something really valuable in there. That's pretty bulky to be nothing. That's cool. Actually, a lot of you guys have backpacks. Uh, do you guys have homes? Are you just kind of passing through a little hiking trip? You're so, you don't even have your feet on the ground. That's how scared you are of this place. You're afraid of a little rat's going to run by. <laughs> but you're comfortable enough to take your shoes off. That's good. Okay, I'm done talking to you guys. Uh, <laughs> this next part's for me. I'm just going to say some stuff out loud. Uh, there are, I talked about my thing with the barber, and there's a lot of talk about sexual harassment, so I have to be careful, you know. Um, and it's great that we're talking about sexual harassment because it's going to start some change. But now I'm also starting to hear certain men start to say things like, well, now I don't know how to talk to women. I'm not sure what I can and can't say. I'm afraid to talk to women. And I'll tell you what, I have no sympathy for those men because I've always been afraid to talk to women. <laughs> We're finally on the same level. <laughs> That's why I like Tinder. Tinder's good for me because now I can get rejected by women without having to talk to them, which is nice. <laughs> it saves me a lot of anxiety. Um, is anyone uh, anyone doing online dating? By round of applause, anybody? <laughs> that feels dishonest. Uh, like we have it out here too. It's not just a Boston thing. I think there's just a lot of fucking liars out here. Uh, let me rephrase the question. Has anyone out here ever used online dating in their entire life? Round of applause. All right. Thank you for being on. Uh, can I ask you a question? You, are you currently using or are you recovered? Uh, I got one. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys are applauding the phrase, I got one? All right. Sure. I mean, you can't take back applause, so you got it. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, can I ask you, though, when you were using, did you ever wonder if any of the women you were swiping past were dead? You ever think about that? Because, like, if you're to die, no one's going to delete your Tinder, right? That's, that's just going to stay there. So 
I'm probably swiping past like hundreds of dead women, right? Or at least that's what I tell myself when I don't get any matches. I'm like, oh, maybe they're dead. They're, they're, they're probably dead, right? I hope they're dead. I hope they're all dead. All of them. Are you groaning for the hypothetical dead women? That's not, they're not actually dead. I'm just undesirable. Well, speaking of which, so what was it about his profile that really stood out to you that made you, he's, his profile was like, I'm looking for one, and you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm one, I can, okay. But do you, do you remember if it was like a picture or his bio or something that caught your eye? Yeah, he had this like ridiculously huge goofy smile. Uh-huh, I see that. Oh my god. I've never heard a compliment and an insult so close together. <laughs> yeah. It's too big to be fake or sexy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh well, I hope you can take the good part of that and feel good about it. That's nice. Uh uh I've I've dimples when I smile. I don't know if you notice. I try not to smile, but I do have dimples, which is weird because People say it's cute, but I've also never heard a woman say, like, you know what I'm looking for? It's a guy with some big dimples, <laughs> right? It's like the one hole on the human body you can't do anything with. And it's, I don't know. I keep my profile pretty modest. Uh, all my pictures are from the shoulder up. So I this one girl that wanted to know what sort of physique I had. She's like, I'm really into dad bods. Do you have a dad bod? I was like, well, that depends. Did your dad have you when he was 14? Because, uh, so, got your dad's bum. Yeah. That laugh always goes on much longer than I wish it does. I can't wait for that joke not to work. That's my, that's my fitness goal, for that joke not to work anymore. Uh, don't groan, okay? None of you guys are fucking me tonight. You're all part of the problem. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm a little self-conscious about being scrawny. Like, I worry that if I were in a relationship and I were put in a situation in which I was supposed to, like, defend my girl's honor, <laughs> is that something I could do? You know, defend her honor? You're already laughing. Uh, <laughs> that's why I've decided to only date women with no honor. <laughs> right? That way, if a man comes up to me and is like, your girl is a trifling ass hoe, I'll be like, that is correct, sir. We are, we are in agreement. That is correct. Hmm. What else? Uh, I got a lot of experience with drugs. A lot of drug experience. Someone yell out a drug, and I can tell you a story about it. Give me, give me a drug. Shrooms? Okay, from the back? Cool. Uh, I didn't even know there's people back there. Uh, Shrooms? Okay, I have a shroom story. So I'm originally, I'm from Michigan. Where'd Michigan guy go? I'm from Michigan, uh, and we have a part of Michigan called Up North. That's like the rural part of the state. And uh, I went up north to my friend's cabin for a little weekend trip. And uh, on the second night, he told me, he's like, hey, uh, I brought some shrooms. Do you want to take these and go out to the woods and uh, we can trip? And I was like, no, I don't think so. All right, give me another drug. Give me another drug, and I'll tell you a story about it. <laughs> And we got another drug, PCP. PCP? Same story. Uh, just me, just me saying no in different ways. Um, I am interested in microdosing, though. You guys know about microdosing? 
Yeah, I figured. Who said no? You know, so microdosing is when you take like a small amount of a hallucinogenic drug. Like normally, you take enough to where you can talk to God, uh, but microdosing is when you just take a small amount, so you still talk to God, but it's all like small talk. You know, <laughs> you're like, oh, "This is nice weather you've been making, God," and God's like, "Actually, that's global warming. Uh, you've been doing that." You're like, "All right, let's keep it light, God." You know, we don't have to. We don't have to take it there. So, you know, keeping it light, you guys heard of uh, sudden infant death syndrome? Okay, that was quick. I don't know if I want to finish this joke, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know. It's, I want to be one of those guys who doesn't give a fuck and just talk about whatever, but at the end of the day, sometimes the joke's just not funny enough. Uh, so, <laughs> we're just going to move on. Uh, I keep telling myself I'll stop doing that, but. Anyways, uh, what if I just backpedaled for the next five minutes? Sounds like, <laughs> hey, you guys heard of the Holocaust? Oh, geez, you don't like that one either? All right. Uh, oh, shit, I just walked a guy. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, no, it's uh, it's good. We're still having fun. I uh, actually have a story about this place. The last time I was here, uh, this is f I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm sure this is a fluke. But the last time I was here, I was in that bathroom before a show. And uh, I, I I pooped. That was what I I did. And uh, I noticed right after I pooped that there was no toilet paper. Uh, and this was actually during a show, so I didn't feel comfortable. Like uh, I didn't have anyone to text. I didn't want to like slam on the door. So I'm just kind of like looking around and seeing what I can use. And the only thing that I had was a little notebook that I wrote my jokes in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there I am right there wiping my ass with my jokes that I worked very hard on. I was like, maybe this is a sign. Maybe <laughs> I should quit comedy forever. Again, don't all, okay? None of you guys are giving me a Netflix special. You're all part of the problem. Uh, it's okay. No, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, uh... I've been uh, I've been in California for about three years now. I moved from Michigan, and one of the first things that I did to sort of acclimate myself to the culture here is I went to the Pride Parade. Do you guys still go to the Pride Parade? Anybody? A few people? One person? Okay. Uh, so for the rest of you guys, go to the Shame Parade. Uh, <laughs> one of the things they do at the parade is instead of throwing out candy, they hand out condoms. I was handed a female condom. Which, if you've never seen before, a female condom is like a regular condom that's been stretched out and elongated. And the idea is the woman takes it and sort of stuffs it up there like tissue paper into a gift bag. Uh, and then you put whatever gift you want in there. But to me, that seems sort of backwards, right? Like, to me, a female condom seems like instead of putting your sock on your foot, putting your sock inside your shoe and then just jamming your foot in there. <laughs> and hoping for the best, you know? It's like a female condom, why bulletproof an entire room when you can just put a safety on the gun, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> the gun's my dick. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, I won't be using these female condoms anytime soon, and not just because I think they're awkward that there's better options, but also because women think I'm awkward and that there's better options, so there's <laughs> some nice symmetry there. <laughs> I'm getting so many awes. It's really making me want to go in that bathroom and wipe my ass with my jokes. Uh, uh, I'm very aware of your body language. Oh, you just changed. The, 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 sir, in the, in, the, in the back, you had your face in your hand. Uh, it was making me a little self-conscious. But is that just like how you like to sit? Or <laughs> you're not disappointed in me, are you? 
Okay, good. I'm doing great. That felt insincere, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Just like, I don't, I don't want you to talk to me anymore. Uh, it, well, let me tell you this. If I give you three choices, will you pick the topic of my next joke? Okay. Do you want the next joke to be about dogs, about Walmart, or about sex? Sex. <laughs> sex. Uh, so when a man loves a woman, uh, or when anyone loves anyone, no, y y sex. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I want to do a bit where I define sex, but I'm really not sure what it is, so, uh, S-E-X. Talk about dogs. Dogs? Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. So I was having sex with a dog in a Walmart, and <laughs> this guy was like, hey, you can't do that in here, and I was like, it's okay, it's a service dog. Um, don't be mad at me. He picked it, all right? <laughs> I call that joke the illusion of free will. That's what I call that joke. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, th when, I, when I moved here to California, I went on a little road trip, and, you know, you learn a lot about the country you live in when you drive across it. Like, I went to Mount Rushmore, and the pictures don't do it justice, but when you're there and you're looking up at it, you realize that Mount Rushmore is the most supervillain shit that a country's ever made, right? <laughs> like, we just carved a bunch of our leaders' faces into the side of a mountain? <laughs> if I told you that a country was carving its leaders' faces into the side of a mountain, you'd be like, wow, North Korea's fucked up. That's <laughs> too far. I'm gonna check back in with you. Uh, I see you're wearing glasses. I'm wearing glasses. I have a glasses question for you. Uh, has anyone ever asked you if those glasses are prescription or non-prescription eye lenses? People have asked me that. It's kind of funny, right? Like, we're probably the first generation of people to wear non-prescription eyeglasses and to pretend to have disabilities that we don't actually have, <laughs> right? Like, how is this going to continue? Are we going to start wearing Versace hearing aids we don't need? <laughs> or, like, Gucci colostomy bags <laughs> that we don't need? Put your dookie in a Gucci 2050. That'll be the slogan. <laughs> Can I do one more? Okay. Uh, Pacemakers that we don't need, Heartbeats by Dre. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> Did they get groans? Uh, were you, were you uh, Ethan's friend? Okay, that's nice. If you were just a random guy who lifted a bump like that, that'd be even cooler. But I guess being his friend is nice too. Uh, <laughs> you live out here or in Boston? Here. But you're from Boston? Chicago. Chicago. Okay, I was going to say, you don't really have that Boston vibe. Uh, you don't look angry at me, so <laughs> this guy's still holding on his fucking bag. <laughs> I, I really, do you mind if I just pull one thing out of there? Okay, okay just come to the just unzip it. I'm going to pull one thing. I just want to, I'm really curious. That's a cool bag. I kind of want to dig a little, oh wait, you picked, I want the big pocket. Don't give me the small pocket. You, you were so quick to go to the side pocket. Give me the good stuff, man. Come on. What do we got? All right. All right. Here we go. Ooh, it's sweaty. Oh my gosh, this isn't your gym bag, is it? No. All right, I got something here. <coughs> it's not all that interesting, huh? <laughs> what a horrible, horrible payoff. <laughs> Although it does say sweet and salty nut. I think someone could have vetoed that in the boardroom. <laughs> I don't Sweet and salty nut. Because uh, that sounds like cum. That's my angle. Uh, <laughs> 
if you guys didn't pick up on that. Uh, well, thank you very much. That was very nice for you to do that with me. I'll put that on book you know. All right, how do we, how do we let's do some, I'm gonna do a little dismount here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Um, I wanna do a joke that's exactly 60 seconds long to sort of show my timing, my sense of timing, um, but I need someone to help me do that. Uh, who's gonna be helpful for me? Uh, Yankees guy. Yeah. Fuck you, Yankees guy. <laughs> All right. You know, you're so, you're so excited. I can't. Yeah, okay. No, I'm, I don't know why. It's just he did it, and it was cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, what's your name? Eve. Eve. Yeah, you heard it right, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. Now, fuck you, Yankees guy. <laughs> you earned it. That's cool. Uh, I was more. What I was hung up on was your pronunciation. Like you really stressed one of the syllables weird. Wait, there's only one syllable in Eve, isn't there? So you stressed the whole thing weird. <laughs> Eve. Like you knew I was gonna ask. I did, yeah. Okay. Is it short for something? Negative. The dawn. Okay. Uh, so what I'd like you to do is count backwards in your head from 60 to zero, and whenever I point at you, call out real loud what number you're on. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Go ahead and start. So I was talking to my dad recently, uh, and my dad's a pretty old guy. He was born in like 1952. So I don't know how old that makes him, uh, but it's sure older than, 47. right guys? So anyways, <laughs> he's like he's like a real rough and tumble guy. Uh, and I was trying to brag to him one day. He's like, Ryan, how many women did you sleep with in college? I was like, I don't know, probably like, Three. which is a total lie, guys. <laughs> it's a total lie. Like if I were being honest, if I'm being honest, I counted all the women I've ever slept with throughout my entire life. The number would probably be closer to... 25. I did not point yet. <laughs> Speed it up, Yankees guy. Come on, just fucking... Count by twos or some shit. All right, I've been Ryan Goodcase. Thank you guys so much. Ryan Goodcase, everyone. I was laughing. So I literally just shook his hand, and it was wet because of the tears I had to wipe out of my eyes. That was hilarious. You were talking about um, uh, disability dogs, seeing eye dogs, and I've been thinking, who picks up the dog's poop? Right? Like, if you're, you have a seeing eye dog, where do you, do you train the dog to eat its own poop? Like, what do you do? Like, you, it's terrible. I was just thinking about that today. I get really high and I think about things. It's kind of like, I'm like a modern day philosopher. Uh, anybody ever get so high you forget how your own shower works? Just me, cool. It's, it's like Airbnb being in your own home. It's like, ah, I don't remember how this works. Cool. I like to smoke pot. Uh, your next comic is all the way from Chicago, and it's super exciting. We have all these out-of-towners here tonight, which I'm really excited about. He's all the way from Chicago. He's so hilarious, and I'm so excited to hear his material. Put your hands together for Avery Harmon!
just looking for some black folks. I was, that's all I was really looking for. I'm just, I'm just do my jokes from back here. That's all. I'm, I'm just laughing. <laughs> like Pam said, I come from Chicago. Hell yeah, Chicago is amazing. I work at a predominantly Hispanic school. I love Hispanics. They always so giving, so united. The other day I got brought some pozole. Anybody ever had pozole? Anybody? Yeah, well, I can't eat pozole no more. Y'all fart over smell so bad you blame it on pollution? Anybody? Like you smell like, yeah, I think they're burning fossil fuels across the street. That's probably what you smell. I know I ain't the only weird one in here. I know I'm not. Love to smell my own farts. Hate smelling other people's farts. I will lock myself in a room, eat a whole plate of cauliflower, and try to top previous farts. Just, whoo, you really outdid yourself this time. My gosh. Stoked that I work with kids, so. Because I can fart whenever I want, I just blame it on them. I don't give a fart. <laughs> 20 against one, I never lose that battle. I never lose. Now, the only time that I cannot fart in front of kids is when another adult is in the room. Because it's easy to decipher a kid fart from an adult fart. <laughs> kid fart filled with joy. A lot of joy in a kid fart. Adult fart filled with stress, car notes, car payments. You smell an adult fart like, damn, somebody going through something. Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> Whose life is in shambles around here? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. She's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't get on social media a lot. I was on social media. I saw this, this group. They were saying, we are all the same. We are all the same. We're not all the same. I don't know. I don't really know what she was talking about. Like black folks, like we don't admit to things. Like we might do them, but we don't admit to it. Put 100 black folks in a room going, anybody ever been scuba diving? We'd be like, hell no. Ain't nobody been scuba diving. Anybody? Now I know some of y'all thinking right now, oh no, I have a... I have a black friend. We just went scuba diving last week. Yeah, I bet that black man ain't tell nobody. Though. I bet he ain't tell nobody. <laughs> now, white folks, y'all use a different vocabulary sometimes. Sometimes I feel like it's not needed, but y'all use it. I was at Target. Seen this girl with a fat booty. It was crazy. Middle-aged white guy, he saw me looking at it. He come up to me like, he like, that thing's nice, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker nice, ain't it? He said, yeah, I love to stick my face in that turd cutter. Turd cutter? I didn't even want to look at no ass no more. I thought I heard turd cutter. It was so disrespectful though. I'm like, how you know she ain't had diarrhea? How you know she ain't had, how you, y'all don't like, y'all don't like the shitting jokes, the farting jokes, y'all don't like that? I'll save those for later, I'll save those. You ever just want to kick somebody out of your car? No? I wanted to kick this girl out of my car, but she was a freak, and she had a good job, so I had to keep her around. You just can't let freaks go, okay? Now, the problem was, she used to say freaky things at the wrong time, okay? I was driving. She was in the passenger seat. She started fiddling with my belt buckle, so I'm like, oh, shit. I'm about to get some road hit. I ain't never had this before. True enough, pants came down, came out, put her head down there. Right before she put her mouth on it, she looked up at me. She said, oh, daddy, I'm about to make you crash this bitch. I said, no! <laughs> we are on 101. Get off me. You know these people can't drive. <laughs> now, I would have gave her the benefit of the doubt if she had been drunk, because I love drunk folks. I love drunk folks. They always got three words for you every time you see them. 
You see them at a bar club, they always stop you. Hey, hey, hey. I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> now, the reason why they're saying that, they're saying, please don't hold me accountable for anything I do and say for the rest of this night. It's not the real me you talking to. Now, women, you all got your own little three words that y'all like to say when y'all take that last shot. What are we? I mean, fuck, God damn it. I thought we was people. That's what I thought. I thought, what did you think? Y'all like that either? Okay, okay, okay. I got something else for you. You know the type of women that ask these questions, though? It's the women that you meet on Tinder after a week. I had to delete my Tinder. Turn it on alcohol, that shit don't match. You don't want to mix that. Swiping on Tinder when you drunk is just like going grocery shopping when you hungry. Everything look good. You just putting everything in your cart. God damn. This shit good as hell. You get home, you lactose intolerant, but you got cheese. Like, what the hell I get this for? What is it? <laughs> you drunk as hell swiping on Tinder. Uh, Donald Trump supporter? I can fuck with that right now. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Like she said, I'm from Chicago. My folks, they got mad at me because I ain't come home for Christmas, but it'd be cold as hell. I done been spoiled by y'all weather now. I go back home and act like I ain't lived there for 23 years, I swear to God. I just look at everybody like they fucking peasants, just. Like you guys live here? In these inhumane conditions you live here? By choice, you chose to do this? But I constantly gotta go back though. I got a brother incarcerated. Look at some people. Oh, CNN must be right. I should have known. I got a brother incarcerated, though. I think back to the times when he was out. He'd invite his friends over, i.e. drop on their conversations. And I came to the conclusion, these dudes are a little delusional. Like, they never know why the cops after them. I don't understand. They never know why the cops after them. One of his friends used to come over pissed off all the time. Man, cops always messing with us. Why us? We ain't doing nothing wrong. Why us? And as a kid, I would just want to stop and be like, well, Darius, you... You sell cocaine. You sell. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, no, that's cocaine. You sell. I don't know what you're doing with that. <laughs> Y'all can already tell. Okay, this guy, he's off. He's a little off. I am. Like I do shit like apply to online jobs. I have no intent on joining. I don't give a damn. Reason being, I have an ambiguous name. My name's Avery. And when I come up, you don't know what you're going to get. Black, white, girl, you don't know what the fuck you're going to get when I come up. And I love to go in there and they see that I'm black. I just walk in there and look at him like SpongeBob looked at Squidward when he found out he liked Krabby Patties. <laughs> you like Krabby Patties, don't you, Squidward? But I can see how they might think I was white. My resume, don't scream black guy at you. I can see him going over it right now. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, God damn, look at this here. Says he worked the country 4-H fair. Black people don't do well under those conditions. And he would have been absolutely right. I get out the car, I see nothing but dirt here, horses. I thought I was in the movie Get Out, and the movie wasn't even out yet. That shit wasn't out. But then it, that stench, that stench hit me like none other. It smells something like Mel Peters. Anybody ever drive up 880? And you hit Mel Peters, like, where am I at? I feel like somebody hadn't showered for a week, ran the Boston Marathon, and was just spreading their ass cheeks in front of my face. I'm like, God damn. Oh my God. But then I heard a sound effect that no black person want to hear. I don't care if it's in a movie. We don't want to hear it. Took a couple more steps. All I heard was, yee I said, oh, hell no. I got to get the fuck out of here. I ain't got time for this. 
You hear that on racist movies. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's a trip, man. I want everybody to put on your thinking caps. I work with kids. That's my terminology. Y'all going to have to deal with it. Put on your thinking caps. Do you all know that you would never be able to see yourself from somebody else's perspective? That's some real shit. That's why I've been trying to learn more about myself from other people's perspective, and I came to another conclusion. I got some real fucked up feet. Okay, my feet real bad, but I didn't know how bad they were until I went to go get a pedicure. Okay. First look, lady looked at my feet. She got shocked. I'm like, yo, that's not good. Okay. There's no reason this lady should be getting shocked. Like, she worked with feet every day. It's just like you going to Jiffy Lou, routine oil change. And he like, what the fuck? He like, what's wrong with my oil? But the second thing she did is she instantly referred me to a podiatrist. I didn't even know what a podiatrist was at the time. She put my feet in the water. You know they like to get them nice and tender. Call for one of my feet. She said, feet, come on, feet. Put my feet up there. She just jumped back. Then she got a close-up like a girl making sure you don't got an STD. What is that? <laughs> she pointed to my big toe. She said, Kaiser, Kaiser, Kaiser. I know now that Kaiser's a hospital. Okay. <laughs> By the time I had just got here from Chicago, so I, I thought Kaiser was an ointment. I'm like, uh, yeah, put some extra Kaiser on there. I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> me and my boys, all our feet fucked up. I can give it to them. I didn't know this lady was talking about me until I looked at my benefits for my job. I'm like, Kaiser, this bitch was talking about me this whole time. I think benefits are important, though. Gotta have benefits on your job. My favorite benefit is the dental program because I love to keep my teeth clean, but I hate going to the dentist because they never satisfied. You never walk inside of a dentist and they go, teeth look amazing, go home. That shit never happens. Now back in Chicago, my dentist was so insulting. Right when you walk in there, they got a video of a monkey flossing his teeth. <laughs> but then in big words they go, even a monkey can do it. I'm like, yo, that's some bullshit. I don't know who came up with that. Don't be comparing me to no primate. <laughs> then you know they ask you the same questions walking you in the back. How often are you flossing? How often are you flossing? And no matter what answer you give them, they go, okay, we'll see. Because <laughs> they know they're about to tear your gums up. <laughs> and they put you in this nice little chair. Okay, go ahead and sit right there. We got the TV up top if you want to watch television. Take these sharp ass utensils just stabbing your shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, you feel that blood? That's because you're not flossing, okay? <laughs> you have to floss. You're just taking like, okay, can I get some more numbing shots I can still feel the pain? No, you're just not flossing. That's your problem. You're not flossing. <laughs> you're not flossing. <laughs> All right, let's see. What type of age we got in here? Because older people get sensitive to this joke. Okay, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> I had this girl in my school. She came up to me. She on a plus side. I feel like it's ne parent neglect, but that's just me. I don't know why they got this little girl that big. But I'm the PE coach. She came up to me. She said, Coach Hartman, the doctor said I need to eat more vegetables. So me being a PE coach, I know exactly what that means. It's time to run. Okay, we about to knock some calories off. So I implemented this game called Johnny Come Across. Anybody ever played this game? Yeah, I know y'all never played this game. The object, objective is to get from this side to this side without being tagged by the people in the middle. As I was explaining this game, I saw it all over her face. She was just, uh-oh. Uh-oh, right when I got finished explaining, she came up to me, Coach Harbin. 
my stomach hurt. I said, uh-uh, Esmeralda. Okay, every time we play a running game, you say your stomach hurt. Go get back in line. And so one day I sent her in line and she threw up everything. It was all bad. Yeah, I know. It was one of them lone Peter Griffin throw ups too. It was bad, just everywhere. I'm just playing, goddamn. But she knew she was gonna have to play this game. She thought she was slick. So she thought she came up with a little rule. She like, okay, when coach say go, I'm just run right up to the tagger. Oh, tag me coach and go sit down. I said, oh, this little bitch thinks she's slick. <laughs> she thinks she's slick. Okay, new game. Yep, nope, new game, whole new game. Okay, we're gonna pick a new octopus, okay? Yeah, Esmeralda, you, you come on over here. And uh, Johnny, you come on over here. I see, yeah, you see her over there, yeah. Yeah, don't tag her, let her run the whole time, okay? <laughs> Safe to say she lost 10 pounds that day. I did my goddamn job, I did my job. I did my job, y'all not finna look at me like I'm crazy. It's a trip, man, I learned to make my own food. I can cook now. You ever had a worker take their anger from management out on you? You ain't did nothing wrong to them, but they take their anger from management out on you. I was washing my hands out of McDonald's. A worker came out of the bathroom. They got that sign that say, all employees must wash their hands before returning to work. He looked at it and said, see, man, they always trying to make somebody do something, man. Fuck that, and he walked out. I'm like, yo! <laughs> this is health protocol. If you really want to stick it to the man, you can give me two extra apple pies on a Sunday. That's how you do that. That's how you, <laughs> yeah, that's how you really stick it to him, hurt his pockets. I went back home, I was telling my folks, I'm like, look, man, California weed is real. This shit is real. I remember when I first got here, they got those labels on a, on a little sign and say, it's gonna make you feel euphoric. It's gonna make you feel energetic. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I rolled some of that shit up. All of a sudden, I was hiking Mission Peak. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing up here? I am high as hell. Is that a cow? Oh, hell no. I am from the city of Chicago. I told my folks, I'm like, look, man, California got some strong THC substances. They like, nothing I ain't never had before. I'm like, nah, this is real. It'll fuck you up if you don't know what you're doing. They like bringing something back. I'm like, okay, cool. So I brought him a little edible back. I told my dude, I'm like, yo, eat half of this, okay? And then an hour, depending on how you feel, eat the other half. He looked at it and said, this little shit, he ate the whole thing. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that. He took it at noon on a Sunday. He had to call off work at 9 a.m. that next day. <laughs> and the crazy part about that is he worked from home. He worked from <laughs> That's my time, y'all. I appreciate y'all. My name is Avery Harmon. Thank you. Keep it going for Avery Harmon. Yay! Avery Harmon mentioning the war on drugs. Uh, you know, we don't have to war on marijuana anymore, but I say war on drugs. War on drugs, sure, I do everything else on drugs anyway. So let's have a war on drugs. Let's just, all together when we go to Iran, we'll just be like, I'm on drugs! <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yay! Hey, you guys are ready for, I can tell. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lin Chen! <laughs> Hi, 
thank you to all my friends. Thank you. <laughs> I would say I bring my friends just so they can like laugh at me, so I can always end up feeling like pretty confident at the end of all this. So thank you. Um, I'll pay you guys all later at the end of the show. All right. Um, so I just recently came back from a family reunion, and how many of you all have like super awkward family reunions like I do? Anyone else, right? Yeah. And so I have a theory that um, a lot of times they're awkward because every family has their creepy uncle. All right, hands up if you know what I mean when I say the creepy uncle. Hands up if you are the creepy uncle. Okay. That's some of you, y'all lying. All right, some of your hands need to be up there. Um, but I didn't have a creepy uncle until I got married and I inherited my husband's creepy uncle. Thanks, John, thanks, yeah. Uh -huh. um, and so the very first time I ever met Uncle Daniel, we were at a, you know, we're at a family dinner and we were with his grown son, Freddie. And Uncle Daniel, during the conversation, turns to me and goes, ah, Lynn. You teach high school, yeah? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a high school English teacher. Ah, good. Freddie here, still single. And I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, he wants me to set him up with a teacher friend. He goes, maybe you introduce him to a student? Ha, 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 ha. And I go immediately into mama bear mode, and I'm like, that's illegal. <laughs> and then he's like, not in China. And I was like, not in China? In my head, I was like, who says that? All right, like, is that his get out of jail free card? Does he show up in the States, the police gets called to where he's at, they show up like, um, sir, it is highly inappropriate for you to be snorting up cocaine here in the children's library. And he's like, not in China! You know, like, is that what he does? It's just absolutely insane, right? Um, but I think what makes my family reunions kind of like awkward and uncomfortable as well is the fact that we have to contend with like the Chinese brutal honesty from like everybody in the room, right? Like every time I show up at these things, they always ask the most invasive questions like, Lin, why you gain so much weight? Lin, why no boyfriend yet? Why no ring? Why no baby? And that's just from our dim sum waiter. All right, right, yeah. Um, and so like, just to give you an example of just like how savage you know, Chinese culture is, anyone here ever get like a Chinese massage before? Anyone? Okay, yes. So some of you guys might know what I'm talking about. Chinese people don't get massages to relax. That's for you white ass wussies, all right? No, like Chinese people, when we get massages, halfway through, we have to sit there being like, is this a, is this massage or is it murder, all right? Like the end of it, it needs to feel like a mugging where you're crying, you're handing over all of your cash, all right? Like that's what Chinese massage is. And so, you know, like, um, What's been kind of good about my more recent family reunions is that I'm actually a new mom. And so, yes, thank you. It's very exciting because I'm an overachiever. Um, so I didn't have just one baby. No, I had twins. Yeah. Thank you. Extra credit, Aunt May. All right, extra credit. Um, and so my twin boys, they're about six months now. And so um, I'm really excited to be able to come out and be here tonight and be a part of all of this. It also means that none of us are leaving this room. Yeah, like my set's just never gonna end. Like, I, I live here now, Pam. Um, and so, and that's the funny thing about being a new mom though, right? It's like when you finally have your child, it's like so precious, you're like, you are a wee angel. You are everything in my life. You're what? 
a chance to get out, nah, you know? And like with twins, it's like, go long, <laughs> you know? Like you just like run in the other direction. But like, that's the thing, I absolutely love being a twin mom because you get super immune to the mommy guilt immediately. Because somebody is always crying. Like one of the babies, mom, dad, the cat, somebody is always crying, right? <laughs> like you get home from the hospital and life is like, choose now, who do you love more? And you're like, ha, ha, ha. And like after week three, you're like myself. I love myself more, okay? <laughs> I know, it's the best. Um, and like the best part of it is the fact that I get praised for being this like amazing mom when I can be the shittiest mom in the world. All right, like I don't use cloth diapers, I don't breastfeed, I don't do any of that fancy crap, right? In fact, just like the, uh, the other week, um, I let my babies cry for over an hour while I got you know, drunk off of boxed wine. And um, I was getting texts from my mommy friends, and like, oh my god, you're amazing. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. You are a rock star. I'm like, I'm a rock star! More box wine! You know? Because um, that's kind of how you get through it. Um, but in all honesty, the only reason that I'm like somewhat functioning is the fact that my mom lives with me. Um, and she helps you know, she's our live-in full-time nanny. Um, and we pay her in the fact that I now live back with my Chinese mother. Um, and all that brutal, you know, honesty is coming up. And so she's been really bugging me about, you know, kind of working out again, trying to get rid of my mommy bump. But what she doesn't understand is the fact that I hate working out, right? Um, but that's complicated with the fact that I'm incredibly vain. So I'm... <laughs> I'm not gonna go to the gym unless I attend the Zumba class for seniors. <laughs> I need to be the hottest person in the room, okay? Like, I need to get there and be like, mm, I'm sexy and I know it. I work out at the geriatrics department, yeah. Take that, Ethel! It's like my little boost of confidence for me. Um, but what she also doesn't really understand is the fact that like, with this mommy pouch, I still get pregnancy perks, all right? That means like I can sit on like the best seat at BART, right? I can board a plane early. Just like, you know, a few weeks ago, people let me skip to the front of the line of the grocery store, and then they help me carry my groceries to the car. It's amazing. And like, I was like really embarrassed, but finally I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you. <laughs> And by we, I mean like me and the chimichanga I had, but they don't know that, you know? Yeah, yeah, this took like nine months to get here. It's not going anywhere, mom. I am never working out again, all right? Yeah, that's exactly how it kind of rolls. Um, and so it's just like um, crazy because, you know, like your whole life gets completely upended when you have children. Um, I'm probably not gonna get a big response, but are there other parents in the room? Are there any? All right, great, how old? 14 months, yes, okay. So this is what I'm talking about. For the longest time, I never understood why parents would tell me the age of the children by the month, right? Um, I'm like, I know I'm Asian, but I'm not good at math, right? Like, why don't you just say a little over a year sort of thing? Um, <laughs> but I get it now, right? Like, as a new parent, I'm not telling you how old my kid is. I'm telling you how long I've been in prison for, okay? It's like, how old's your child? 17 months. <laughs> Three weeks and four days. I know, because that's the last time I slept. 
or had sex. Well, that and nine months before that. But yeah, so I totally get it. And before I had kids, I would hear that and I'd be like, holy crap, sign me up for that prison. Where'd I I get on that? Where'd I get on that? Because baby fever is real. So like when we first got married, I told my husband, I was like, I'm not ready yet to be a mom. You know, like I want to live my life. I want my independence. And then I smelled my first newborn baby. (laughs) And oh my God. That scent, that smell is like crack, all right? I got hot and cold and shaky, and I found my husband, I was like, we need to fuck now. (laughs) I need a baby yesterday, all right, you know? And he's like, I thought we were gonna wait. I was like, just shut up and get naked, you know? Um, And so I decided that Axe Body Spray needs to bottle that up because that shit will get you laid, okay? Yeah, seriously. Um, And so, it's been just kind of um, a lot of fun, a lot of crazy. Um, you know, like the fun thing about having twins is like you get to see kind of how different they are, right? Um, so I have one child who's like really easygoing, doesn't really complain very much. And then the second one that gets me every night Googling what the hell is wrong with my baby, right? Because um, he like is, you know, knows exactly what he wants. He'll cry if he doesn't get it. Like everything is a complaint. And when I looked it up, I realized that. Um, He's what some experts would call a spirited baby, which basically means that my child has been possessed by Joseph Stalin himself. <laughs> His first word's gonna be Google Gulag, bitch. All right, like just you wait. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the crazy thing about like our journey is the fact that actually it took us a really long time to get pregnant. It took us about three years, and we kind of had to go through all the different hurdles. Like we went to the doctors, um, we went to like got all the testing done, all the different treatments, and so we were really excited when we finally found out that we were pregnant. Um, it was super exciting, and so when we went in for our very first ultrasound, our doctor was like, "Oh, oh, hey, uh, I see the heartbeat," and we're like, "Yeah." And he goes, oh, uh-huh. and I, I see a second heartbeat. And I'm not proud of this, but the first words of my mouth were shit. <laughs> and then I look at my husband, and I was like, we're fucking screwed. <laughs> but like, because we had spent so much money trying to get pregnant, he was super ecstatic. He was like, hey, buy one, get one free! <laughs> Woo! It was just like absolutely insane. Um, and so... And basically then, like, you know, we were just kind of in a state of shock. And seriously, whoever said that two heads are better than one can take that second head and go fuck themselves with it because they don't have to push it out. All right, yeah, no, exactly. Um, And so um, basically, like, when we found out, um, our parents were really excited and... um, And so I was telling people, I was like, you know, the one good thing about all of this is that there's this like recent trend called, you know, um, the push gift. Has anyone ever heard of a push gift before? All right, so um, you ladies are in for a treat. The push gift is when the man gets a woman like a really nice expensive gift for having the child, right? Usually it's like a new diamond ring or a nice new handbag or that sort of thing, right? And so I told my husband, I was like, hey, guess what? I get two, motherfucker! He was not as excited about that. Um, And so I was joking with my family one day and I was just like, oh man, you know, like, Um, What I really want from my push gift is for every head that I push out, 
I want one of my husband's titties to lactate milk so that way I can nap while he nurses them. And I was like, oh, man, too bad that's impossible. And Uncle Daniel goes, not in China! Thank you, everyone. That's all I have for tonight. Thank you so much. Lynn Chen, everyone, keep clapping. It's, it's your push gift to her, yay. Two, babe, did the second one hurt as much as the first? Um, you know what, I had a C-section. Oh, so they just, oh, gotcha. Not everything in comedy is absolutely true. I, ga I getcha, yeah. Uh, you talked so much about children. I'm just gonna leave you guys with, a, with my favorite abortion joke. Uh, I've only had two of them, don't worry, it's okay. Uh, no, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a responsible adult, I shouldn't have babies. I'm a 44-year-old alcoholic. I choose alcohol, I don't want a baby. And I'm very, I mean, I, I literally, I love drinking. I, would, I wanna be a responsible adult, so I don't wanna be around kids unless people are paying me. Like, I, I touch baby dicks for money, but not like, no, I'm an, I nanny sometimes. Uh, but I like to be paid to, to deal with children. I feel like it's Marxist, you know? Women go through labor, and yet they're not paid at all. Like, what's that about? Uh, but I, I'm a 44-year-old woman of childbearing age, and now abortion is sort of becoming illegal in places. Ah, ah! Like, I had a painful period, but I didn't know that the entire Supreme Court was still inside my uterus. Ah! I had a really bad period. I thought I, uh, like, aborted the ghost of Scalia. But now he's still... They're still in there. But no, it's really scary. I don't want to have a kid, and, and, I, and I don't think I should. I mean, if, if I am forced to have a baby, um, I'm going to have to get a drill to dr drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> Can't afford a nanny. I am the nanny. You put the baby in a trunk with a sleeping bag. That's safe. Right? Nope. Yeah, see? Pretty safe. She's like twins. No problem. Don't, don't keep each other company. If it, America, if you make me have a baby, it's going to be five years old and it's still going to wear one of those leashes so it doesn't run into traffic. Like, my mommy doesn't love me. She doesn't want me to be here. Like, ah. And then it turns nine and I'm like in the stupid first grade parent teacher conference for like the fourth time. And the teacher looks at me and says, Your child said you love alcohol more than it. And I said, This is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want the kid and then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine and I'm like who's your dealer I can take you to Burning Man with me we can get to know each other it's gonna be great and then it turns 15 and it starts doing cocaine and it teaches me the cutest thing if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours you don't eat your boogers you smoke them and then it turns 17 and it finally dies from like one of those cocaine heroin speedball to the vein thing and I'm like 17 years it's a 17-year late-term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times, not mine. I didn't want to spend that money tonight. I'm sorry. I like to be political on stage because in these politically rapey times, I feel like we should still have abortions. But I love parents. It's amazing that you have children and you should totally do that. No, it's... Kids are great for other people because I'm the nanny and that's how I get paid. So it's like, hey, keep having kids. No, and honestly, God bless you. It's great. I like if I wasn't like if I didn't love alcohol this much, I, I might, I might have, I might have gotten, uh, I might have lived through a small child and made them become a comedian. <laughs> I love parents. They're great. I love all of you for being here. Clap it up for yourselves. Yay! Yay you! Yay us! Thank you all so much for being here tonight, and thanks for supporting Lynn and for supporting Mutiny Radio. It means a lot. You can follow us on Instagram at Mutiny Radio, 
SF um, do that. Or we still are on Facebook. Is Facebook dead yet? Is everything? It's still real, right? Everybody's okay. Um, yay. Well, again, thank you guys for being here. This has been Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Thanks to David Zunzu, running the ones and twos in the back. And again, for all of you being here, yay. Good night. Yay. Plastic. It's special Tuesday afternoon version that's going to be subbed in on Saturday, so who knows what's going to happen? With you know. From the weed. In a country garden, a lovely rose looked down upon a common weed and said, You are an unwelcome guest, economically useless and unsightly of appearance. The devil must love weeds. He made so many of them. The unwelcome guest looked up at the rose and said, Lilies that fester smell far worse than weeds. And one supposes that goes for roses. My name is Dorothy Perkins, the rose said haughtily. What are you, a beetle weed, a bladder weed, a beggar weed? The names of weeds are ugly. And Dorothy shuddered slightly, but lost none of her pretty petals.
demons came in groups of one through five. With rats, no mortal MC could survive. But he showed no mercy. He racked bloodthirsty, battling from Friday on through to Thursday. Thursday. Never losing a bout, never ending in doubt. Every confrontation KO knockout. On his never ending journey to the TOP. The LA player, MC Ice
decided to use it as an authentic model for a modern replica. In 1973, scale drawings were executed by Mr. Fred Dungey of the British Museum staff under the auspices of Dr. Richard Barnett. The lyre was built in Berkeley by Robert R. Brown. The frame of the lyre, which measures three and a half feet by three feet, is of red birch, while the sounding box is of spruce. Crocker has strung the lyre with gut strings and has made oaken tuning pegs of the kind shown in ancient pictures. Each string is wrapped around the upper crossbar, and the peg, which is used as a lever to tighten or loosen the string, turns around the crossbar. The strings descend about three feet from the upper crossbar over a fixed bridge on one side of the sounding box to the base, underneath which they are attached. The common shape of the sounding boxes of Sumerian lyres is a stylized rendering of a bull's body with its head at the front. While some lyres have bearded bull's heads, the silver lyre's head is beardless. To stop Oh, 
is the part of this song you got to watch, ladies and gentlemen. We do a little gimmick right here, and it goes something like this. One time I love you. Two times I'm love you, honey. Three times I really love you, baby. Four times I really love you now, honey. Five times the good Lord knows that I love you. Six times, oh man, how I love you. Seven times, darling, you know that I love you. Eight times, oh man, how I love you now. Nine times, I really love you. Ten times, I really love you. Mutiny Radio, Flat Black Plastic, this is for all the folks up in Napa.